Yeah, nice, Trav. Skills with a Z. I like it. Of course. You can't say skills with an S. There's the, Well, I mean, you have to say with an S in the front, but there's no S at the end. It's skills. <laughs> skills, baby. Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I ate crab cakes today for lunch because of tradition. (laughs) I am Jason. We're the co-founders of Location Indie and the Paradise Pack, which is live right now. We'll talk about that a little bit today. And um, Travis, you know, I uh, I love tradition, man. Um, it's funny how tradition creeps up on you. Like, like what you did today, you said, well, every year we do this paradise pack. And on the first day of the paradise pack, you always go and eat crab cakes because you did it once. So it's a new tradition, right? But when's the last time you thought about it? A year ago on the same day. And then all of a sudden you just randomly remember, hey, I'm going to get, get crab cakes today. I had to get crab cakes. The other thing I did for tradition last year was I took a bike ride and went and got ice cream after my crab cakes. But today I didn't do that. I'm trying to slim down a little bit. So crab cakes, but no ice cream uh, until I until I get hungry after we do this live cast. So um, yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, it's kind of neat when you do stuff like that. When you are when you have these milestones in your life, like we do the Paradise Pack Project once a year. And what's kind of neat about that is. Because it's only once a year, it's it's fun to remember back and then look at, hey, what was I thinking a year ago? What was my life like a year ago? And it puts it, it really helps for me, Jay, put stuff into perspective when you think, sometimes you think, hey, I can't believe that was only a year ago. Or sometimes you think, wow, like that was a whole, that was a year ago. And look how much I've been able to accomplish in just one year. Yeah, man, time is funny that way. And um, you're right. I mean, it can it can feel skewed depending on um, the day and the memory you're thinking about, which is strange. By the way, we should mention for those listening to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, um, we are recording our first live podcast right now. And by that, I mean, Travis and I usually jump on Skype and we record the show live with each other, but we've never actually published it live anywhere in real time where other people can watch. And we're doing that right now. We're trying out this Facebook Live uh, streaming technology, I'll call it. It's been around for a while. But I mean, I guess Travis and I are a little bit behind the curve. We said, hey, we want to celebrate the launch of the Paradise Pack. Let's do something we've never done before. Let's record our first live podcast. Just put it out there and stream it while it's happening. And um, and that's what we're doing. So I want to thank everybody here that's, uh, that's listening to this and watching this live. Uh, thank you so much for joining us from all over the world. We've got some people... Uh, spanning across the U.S. We had somebody in Sweden near where I am in Norway, and uh, we're excited to have everybody here as more people join in. And we've got an exciting topic today, the three pillars of location independence. I mean, of course, we're talking about location independence today, right? I I mean, this is the day to talk about location independence because (laughs) for us, um, you know, it's, it's been a 
blessing, obviously, being able to be location independent and having that lifestyle for the last four years. But it hasn't, you know, there's obviously various degrees of location independence and and how good your lifestyle is as someone who's location independent. You know, uh, very few times is it like, oh, I became location independent. All of a sudden, like all my prayers were answered and I had a great job and I was making a lot of money and things like that. You know, obviously, our journey has has kept progressing and progressing and progressing to a point where like today I can say, hey, today is probably the best day I've ever had being someone who is a location independent person as, as a worker. Maybe not like my best travel day or anything, but my life is better today than it was a year ago. And then it's better you know, than two years ago and three years ago and things like that. And so it's really cool that we get to sit here and say that um, and that we keep seeing things grow and grow and grow. And that's what we hope with the Paradise Pack. That's what we hope with Location Indie and everything like that is that you continue progress in location-independent lifestyle too. It's not... Uh, sometimes I think people get it in their head and I probably got it in my head too when I was starting that it was you either had it or you didn't. And once you had it, it was like over. Oh, you're there. But we know with everything, you keep progressing and leveling up over and over and over and over again. So we're going to give you the three pillars, the things that we find the most important when it comes to building a location-independent lifestyle, successful location-independent lifestyle. And it is crazy that we can boil it down to three things. But if you have these three things you're just going to keep taking everything up to the next level, whether that means from not being location independent to taking that leap to being location independent, or whether it means continuing to grow your business and and your lifestyle to be bigger and better and scaling up over and over again. Yeah. And you, you mentioned the journey. One of the things I've been thinking about recently is, uh, is how this truly is a journey. And for the people that are, you know, part of the location indie community, part of Zero to Travel, EPOP, and everybody in here, I know... A lot of you are gung-ho on travel like we are. And one of the things we love about travel is is the journey. You know, it's, it, it's truly, it's not the destination. It's the journey. I know that sounds cliche, but it's true. And you learn so much through travel. And the more I've gone down this whole location-independent path, uh, the more I've realized that that's a journey in and of itself. And you learn just as much in different ways. And that's one of the things that's really exciting about it. I mean, that's one of the things that got me hooked on travel is how much I could learn about myself, how much I could learn about the world and different cultures and different things and all these things that I wouldn't have been exposed to if I just didn't walk down that path in the first place and take that trip or you know, start traveling and seeing the world. And it's the same with location independence. I think once you start going on that path and you feel like, hey, at least for me, you know, this was something that felt true to my heart and, and, and not only with my work and, and being able to like create something that uh, was meaningful to me where I could help other people do the things that they want to do, but also to, you know, get, get the experiences uh, from, from my own personal journey by going down that path and then finding those hidden doors and those things that open up as you go down. And I miss mean, one of the most exciting things about location dependence. So if you're a traveler and you love the idea of, you know, new experiences and trying different things and all the newness and the greatness that comes with travel, um, it, it is that in, in, in many of the same ways, but also in, in many different ways. And that's one of the things that's super exciting. And look, you, you also, you grow as a person. Like I think Travis and I, you mentioned going back years and, and, and comparing yourself and which can be like a little bit of a dangerous thing sometimes. Right. But I could definitely tell you when I first started this journey, like the whole thing we're doing right now, we're just like, Hey, let's flip this on and record this podcast and, and put it out live and see what happens. I'd probably be like, scared to death of that, uh, you know, in the past, but you get co- more comfortable being uncomfortable and you get to push yourself in different ways. And, and that's one of the fun things about it. 
why don't we jump in to the the three pillars of location independence, Jay? Yes. All right. So it's funny. We say three pillars. That sounds... Well, I like things in threes, first of all. Um, I, I'm going to admit that. And you know, this is taking a, a lot of different stuff and distilling it down to three pillars. And the first thing... The first pillar, and of course, three S's. Everything starts with an S because that's just fun and easy to remember. So the first one is singular focus. And what we mean by that is if you are somebody that wants to be location dependent or you're doing it right now, and or maybe you want to grow your business or whatever, it's keeping that singular focus. And that means committing and setting that intention to... Um, doing the things you want to do and, and being location independent if you're just starting out. And I think that's so critical because once you set that intention, you say, hey, this is the thing I'm going to do. Uh, you start filtering all your decisions through that lens and everything becomes so much more clear and much. It, it's just easier to figure out what you're going to incorporate into your life, what you're going to invest in in terms of your time and your money. Um, ev- everything sort of becomes clear. And when you have that singular focus... Um, you you do start going down this path in a in a more um, I guess I would say a more confident way in some way I'm not sure if that's the right word but things start happening and opening up but you have to have that singular focus and that intention to be location independent and to maintain that lifestyle in order to make it happen. We always say one of the most important things when you are trying to achieve a goal or or, or a change or, or make something you know happen is to be able to put a name to something. And both of us have, have, you know, as we were starting down this path, neither of us knew the term location independence. And we both knew that we wanted to travel more and we didn't want to be stuck in an office. Like we knew all these characteristics that we did or did not want out of life, but there was no way to distill it down into something that was like a term. Now, the term location independence existed. We just didn't know it. And so I think it really becomes helpful when you're able to distill it down in, into a term like location independence, if, if that's what you're looking to achieve, you know, and and then obviously be able to model your life or, or, or model parts of your life after someone. So you have that idea of like, all right, now I actually know what it means. Like I know what location independence is. It, it encapsulates all these characteristics that I want to um, maybe be able to work for myself, to be able to work from anywhere, to you know not have to rely on someone else like for, for financial freedom, for time freedom, um, for location, uh, all that kind of stuff. And so it's like all these characteristics that you want, but now you can like say, I'm going after location independence. You don't have to say, oh, well, here's what I want. And then list your laundry list uh, and then list out the laundry list of things that you want. You say, I want location independence. And then obviously the, the point there is then, all right, well, who's doing it in a way that I like? Or, or what are like two or three people who I can start to emulate? And I think, Jay, you're so right when, you, when you're able to put a name to it and, and have a focus, then your brain starts thinking in that way. Then everything you're doing starts to revolve around, well, how do I get towards that? You know, like money-wise, um, time-wise, mindset-wise. I was, t- I was having a chat with a guy the other day, and I just said, you know, after I read the four-hour work week, like my mind just started thinking in a different way. And had I not read that, I probably never would have started a website around frequent flyer miles. I probably just would have thought, hey, this is a really cool thing, and I like learning it, and I'm traveling. But I never would have thought, wait a second, maybe there's something there. Like maybe that can be a business. You know, so it, it, it does. It, it kind of... 
it's like putting on glasses that then you start seeing the world through a completely different lens because your focus is to get towards something and you start seeing, hey, how am I going to be able to get there? And and opportunities start opening up that you you never imagined would have happened before. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, for me, and I'll, I'll keep this quick because I know some of you have heard this, but I was in a very location-dependent job in the event industry, one that I loved. But events are very location-dependent. You have to be at a certain time in a certain place. And once I started thinking in this way, I it, like you said, it opens up your mind. And you start realizing, hmm, maybe there are some services or different things I could I could build for my network or for this for this industry that I'm in that can allow me to be location-dependent. And I never would have created my first online business in the event industry. And the first thing I did to go location pen was actually consulting. So we recommend like freelancing or offering a service is the quickest way to do it. Not necessarily like maybe the preferred method over the long term. But um, once I transitioned and did an online business, that first one, I never would have had that idea. I don't think if I, if I was thinking in, in a different way, if I was thinking, hey, this has to be like a traditional thing. And uh, before we get into the second pillar, Trav, to touch on a couple things you said, um, like you said, I think the label location independent or being a digital nomad or whatever it is that you want to do, if you want to go full nomad, as I call it, it, it does give you clarity, you know, and you can take that label and utilize it, but you do not have to be boxed in by it. And I think everybody that's into this lifestyle is is free thinking and and they want to you know infuse this lifestyle with their personality and and i think that's that's the way it should be you know you should complement who you are and it should be authentic to who you are so it doesn't have to be a certain definition you can make that definition yourself i'd actually encourage you to do that i remember our friend mish um, defined what she meant, I think, by location independence. She said, um, it's being able to work from anywhere and make more money than I did at my old jobs. You know, like that's a, a very clear goal. So, whatever that is for you, you can even write that out and you can take that label and use, uh, create some singular focus and get some clarity by owning that, but you don't have to be boxed in by it. And I think that's something that's really important. I totally agree. Um, the term digital nomad is a, is a term that's interesting because when I first started out, that was the term that I knew probably before location independence. And that was the term that I wanted. I wanted to be full nomad, as Jason was saying. And I pretty much was. And what happened was after three years of being full nomad, Heather and I both got a little like burnt out of traveling that much and not having a home base. And so we came back and now we have this home base here outside of Philadelphia and things like that. And Jason is his home base in in Norway. And we've seen a lot of our friends and colleagues and peers and all people inside the Paradise Pack and contributors, you know, go from digital nomad to then changing to someone who has a home base, still travels a lot, but actually has a home base. And so for me, I've been, I guess, I don't want to say fighting against the term digital nomad, but that doesn't really fit me anymore. I mean, I could be a digital nomad, but to me, location independent fits much better now. And we also came up with another term, which if you listen to the podcast before, um, we've said it is is multi-local. And so like, I don't want to just be popping around all the time. Like, I like to have a home base and go from there and do this and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I I think it's you make a great point that you don't have to be boxed in, and also that your lifestyle and the things that you want will change, and that's totally fine. Yeah. And maybe it you evolves. don't want to travel I mean, as that's, much. Exactly. Right. That's the the great thing about location independence is it 
it allows for that adaptability and that flexibility as your life changes. You still, you don't have to travel all the time. You can work from home and, you know, spend more time with your kids if that's something you want to do. Or you want to go live in a cabin some, well, maybe that could be tough if you don't have internet, who knows? But the point is you can, you can adapt it to, um, to your life as it is right now. And then your life three years from now and six years from now. And as you grow it, you are building something that you own. And I just personally, I was writing an, an email out to the zero to travel community earlier. And I, I put something in there that I realized I haven't talked about for a while. And that's, I, I just really don't trust anybody to keep me employed anymore. Like not, I haven't had to work for somebody in a long time, but you know, if I did, I mean, you can't, you can't, not that you, I shouldn't say trust is the wrong word because I mean, people are nice. I had great experiences working other jobs and there's no problem with that. I got so much value out of that, but you never knew, you know, if they were going to let people go and like, you know, as much as they like you, things happen. So, um, the other, even though it seems risky to like start out and do your own thing in this way, in actuality, you are actually giving yourself more security in some ways. At least that's what we believe. And, um, you know, everybody struggles with that because it, it, there are tough times and it can be difficult, but, um, that's, that's one of the big picture things I think to keep in mind is that you are creating something that has a snowball effect and then the snowball might grow a little slowly in the beginning for some, but then once you keep building on it, you get to something concrete and good. Uh, Trav, we should probably move into the second pillar here. Pillar number two. Give it to us, Jay. It's it's another S word. You got to start with the S. We had singular focus for uh, pillar one. Pillar two is skills, my man. Skilling up. You got to have those skills to pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? Uh, This is... uh, I'm going to stop throwing like all these different rhymes and and skill puns out there. But um, no, skills are are essential. And the beautiful thing about this is, although this sounds very broad, there are right now a certain core set of skills that you can develop over time and not as much time as you think, but maybe more time than you think, depending on who you are. Um, the important thing I think is, is yeah, nice Trav skills with the Z. I like it. Of course um, you can't getting say started skills with an S there's the, well, I mean, you have right. to say with an S in the front, but there's no S at the end. It's skills, <laughs> skills, baby. And um, once you start honing those core skills and again, adapting them to who you are, uh, and we'll take an example of that. Uh, well, we're going to name a few skills that are that are key, and they're intimidating in the beginning. But when it comes to online business, which is the, going to give you the most flexibility and freedom to travel, these core skills, once you have them, can be applied to like really any type of business. You know, all of the types of businesses I've seen succeeding, a lot of them online, uh, the ones that are doing the best are are excelling at these various skills. Even though you know, like our buddy Matt, he owns like a a website that you know teaches people how to clean their pools and hot tubs. Yet his core skill set is the same as like, you know, this guy that's building this type of business or this girl that's, you know, building a a design um, like freelancing pool or whatever. And and we've seen it translate over and over again to different types of businesses. So Trav, do you want to share just some of the some of the core skills that we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, it, it is funny when you boil down business any type of business, let's say, um, other than maybe if you're run- even if you're running a huge multinational corporation, but we don't know much about that. But if you if you're just talking about different niches or niches, and you actually look at the skills that people need, like Matt needs for running a pool care website, like Jason needs for running a travel website, um, like you know our friends need for their various websites, like Amazon businesses and things like that. 
there's there's only a few that uh, that you need that you could then go and kind of try your hand at at some of those things. One of those for sure is copywriting. And really when we say copywriting it's it copywriting is just a I guess a fancy term or a technical term for understanding marketing and writing marketing material so that people understand what it is you're offering and want what you're offering. And you know, I obviously there's copywriting courses out there which which are great and there's there's a lot of stuff that can be learned about copywriting and there's a lot of strategy and things like that. But one of the best things to do when we talk about copywriting uh, two, let, me, let me give you two of the best things to do. One is practice, 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 right? I mean, we've been writing emails to our email list, Jay, for what, five, six years now. I mean, obviously, my extra pack of peanuts list for and your zero to travel list longer than we've been doing the Paradise Pack because those came first. So I've probably had my EPOP email list and, and a lot of you guys might have been on it for five, six years. So I have gotten better at honing my message. Now, I'm still not concise like I'd like to be, but I've gotten better at at least like telling my story and and having people understand it and trying to like put my personality in it and knowing how, you know, where it fits in. And obviously then some people love it and some people don't and then they leave and things like that. So copywriting is really, really important. So that's the first thing is like practice, 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 actually writing. The second is to always ask people what it is that they want. So if I'm looking to uh, sell a new course, for example, Jay, here's a great example. I've been... um talking to people about these Airbnb properties that I've purchased recently. And um, you know, now we have three different Airbnb properties and people are saying, oh, I want to learn, I want to learn, I want to learn. So that makes me think, okay, I should, I, I, I do want to make a course about this. I think I know enough to make a course about it. And then people are saying they, they want to know about it. So I'm like, okay, I'm, so I'm listening to them. But before I start making the course, I mean, I have an outline in my head. I'm going to go to those people who have expressed interest and say, Hey, would you mind filling out like this five minute survey? Like, I want to know what, or, or if I'm talking to them in person, whatever, what is it that you want to know about Airbnb? Do you want to know like how to buy a property or do you already have a property? And maybe you want to know like how to turn that into an Airbnb or maybe you just want to know what furniture to buy for. You know, there's all types of things. So, asking people what they want to know is the first step to good copywriting because once you know that, then that's what you write to the people that you're that you're trying to get to buy your product or or any you're trying to get them to do anything. That's you need to know what they want first. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to rattle off a few more skills here, and don't get intimidated. If um, look, I mean, you, there are all there are very few people that we know that are can be a ninja at everything. I mean, we certainly aren't. I mean, we, we're not good with the coding. <laughs> we're not good with uh, manipulating all the WordPress websites and stuff like that. I mean, you can always hire people to help you out, people that are better at it than you. Um, so, you know, if you don't have certain skills, then you just get people to help you out that have them. Uh, but to this point, I think one of the other big skills that um, you can develop over time is project management. And that's, you know, how to run a team, how to hire people out and, and get them to help you out and, and to and to deal with projects. And honestly, a lot of that comes with um, sometimes you're going to probably waste some money learning along the way. I mean, certainly the first time I got the Zero to Travel site designed, I hired somebody. I thought they'd be good. By the end, uh, I, I had to pay them because they did the work, but I hated the design and had to redo the whole thing again with somebody else and pay them more money. And, and um, I have but, been in the exact same position with Extra Pack of Peanuts as well. The exact same thing happened. It, it Actually, mine never even got done, Jay. Like it, um, 
Yeah. It got half done and I had to pay for half of it. And then I had to go and redo the whole thing anyway, because it was only half done. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, certain things that you can only learn by doing, or or I, I, you know, one of the biggest pieces of advice I want to give here in this pillar section is, um, you know, research when you need to do something and then do it because the times that I actually did it after I did the research, I learned so much more by researching than doing than just kind of sitting on it and not doing anything. And even though it's sloppy and the whole process is weird and I'll, I'll, I'll say a few more skills here. We're talking about things like, you know, SEO, uh, search engine optimization. You don't have to be crazy good at it. You just need to, to learn a few tricks and try some things out. Um, email marketing, you know, getting getting landing pages set up. And there's different... Like now, more than ever, there's so many support software support systems out there that it's just getting easier and easier to put stuff online. And you could literally kick up a business in a day or even a few hours. Look at e-commerce. You can use a tool like Shopify. And, you know, if you spend a few hours learning Shopify, you can get an e-commerce site up and running. Um, so, you know... Don't be intimidated by the skills you don't have. There, we don't know how to Facebook Live. We're just trying this out and figuring out as we go. Are we doing it right? Are we doing it the best way possible? Probably not. But you just kind of throw yourself in and, and see where it goes. And that's one of the fun things about this. And you as travelers and as people that are like tuned into this whole lifestyle and that it's something that's happening... I know you're you're the adventurous type, so you're you're open to trying different things. And you know these core skills can really allow you to build any type of business that you want with with your authentic self and who you are. One, so one last thing on skills, and let's move to the next pillar. Is that um, a lot of the skills that that we were talking about there are like I guess I would call them tangible skills, right? Uh, one of the big things that you'll learn when you start to build your own business or even freelancing or anything like that is a lot of the most important skills are also going to be like abstract mental skills, yeah. focus, time management, um, not Getting, driving like, yourself like acting crazy. in spite of fear is a huge yeah, one. L- right. When you drive yourself crazy, what you should do. And that leads us into, I think, the, the next part, the location independence pillar number three, which, um, Jay, I'll, I'll give them now because I think that that runs right into it, this this whole mental side of it. And the location independent pillar number three is support, another S, support and surrounding yourself, another S there, uh, with people who understand you, can get you, can give you support, can give you criticism, can give you uh, motivation and inspiration. That is, to me, the thing that propels everyone that I see that goes from like a kind of playing at the lowest level to just, as we talk about leveling up and up and up, it's always because they're surrounding themselves with people who are motivating, inspiring them, and pushing them to reach higher and higher goals. And then you see everyone kind of raise their level together. Yeah, I mean, support's huge. And uh, of course, we're as we're recording this podcast, we are in the first day of our big project, the Paradise Pack. And one of the things that you get when you purchase the Paradise Pack is uh, access to a private Facebook uh, community for Paradise Pack customers only to get that ongoing support. And also, uh, you get signed into our exclusive newsletter. So uh, we can continue to keep dishing your resources. And as we come across um, different things that can help you out, or as we do trainings, we'll be able to share those with you uh, as somebody who's in this. So we want to provide as much support as possible, whether you get the Paradise Pack or not. I think it's critical to surround yourself, like Travis said, with other people that are doing this or at least like-minded or at least get you and are kind of like, okay, like, yeah, I'm, I'm here to like 
lend you an ear. Or I'm like, I know this is a crazy journey and you're doing something different. And anytime you do something different from what most people do, um, it's even more critical to get that support from somewhere. Um, and if you can't get it from your family, maybe some close friends, or maybe you know you start a, a little mastermind uh, business group with uh, with some other people you meet at a conference or whatever the case is, you need it. Like, and I I have been part of uh, like a, a small business mastermind type group for many years, and it's just been amazing to see how like where from where we started to like where we've come in terms of our businesses and like how we've grown as people and like how we've you know we've all been through like crazy sessions where we're just like pulling our hair out like oh like this thing's driving me crazy i'm having all these like crazy doubts right now about what i'm doing and i'm going to make it and like then then there to be like dude you're going to be okay you know and just just giving you that boost when you need it it's it's so incredibly key um so yeah support absolutely um maybe even the biggest pillar of all in some ways yeah and it, i think there's a difference between support when it comes from friends and family who don't really uh who aren't doing the same thing as you or don't want the same thing out of life which is totally fine but let's say you want to become location independent you want to travel more you're interested in like starting a job that you love and not just one that like pays the bills and you know you start talking to your friends and family about it and they're like oh that's really great you know and mo- most of the time people have friends and family who are quote unquote supportive meaning they're not going to like say you're the stupidest person ever and if they are doing that then like if they're your friends get rid of them if they're your family maybe just try not to hang out with them as much but you know they're like oh that's great that sounds so cool blah 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 and and that's fine that they are supportive meaning they're not against it but what you really need is people who are doing it as well because that only go it only goes so far when someone's like oh great that's really cool because what happens when you go to them and you say like hey I've never launched a podcast before and I'm so nervous and I, I want to do it but I mean I don't even know how to do it but I feel like called to do it and they're going to be like well uh, uh, you should do it and like all right well they're not helping you just you just described you basically quoted me when I was starting a podcast I was like. I, exactly that. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who am I to like start this thing and whatever. And I don't really understand what to do. And in my support group, my friend Emily was like, Jason, like you've been talking about this for like months. You got to just do it. And so I did it. And my life's never been the same ever since. Chris, our uh, magical editor for this podcast is buzzing us right now, buzzing us out because uh, we are out of time. 30 minutes up so fast. This is a location podcast. We 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 limit ourselves to 30 minutes, but Trav, we always kind of go over a little bit, don't we? We can't help ourselves. Um, and we have to share a little bit about what's going on this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's speaking of support, and Chris is the only one you don't actually see on this Facebook Live now. He's the magical man behind <laughs> the scenes that will buzz us out. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking that, what is it, third wall, fourth wall? I don't know. I don't know how many walls there are. Um, but we are in the midst of our Paradise Pack. And, and those of you who have been following know uh, for us for a little while know that the Paradise Pack is once a year. This year, it's May 30th through June 5th, 2017. We put together a crazy, crazy bundle of products. This year, I think the final value is above $2,600. Um, and we sell it at a what comes out to now a 92% discount. Um, and you can only get that for seven days. Obviously, we cannot offer that indefinitely because these people have put in products that if you were to buy just one, 
would sell for more than that. So we get it. We talk them in. We using charm and charisma and all that good stuff, and sometimes peer pressure. We talk them into being part of the Paradise Pack, and um, and we offer it then to everyone out there for that crazy discount. So if you are someone who is thinking about location independence, and you're like, you know, this this is what I want. Everything you guys are saying today that sounds like me. Um, the best resource that we can give you each year that we put together is the Paradise Pack, and that's why we only sell for seven days because. You know, people understand, Jay, like when they hear about it, they see it, they're either in or they're out. They're like, yeah, that's me. Like, I want that lifestyle. And if they're in, um, you know, they know that. So it's open for seven days. And then if we do it every year, um, like even if we do it next year in 2018, it will never be the same products again. So if you want the 2017 Paradise Pack with all the crazy, awesome products that are in there this year, you have to get it um, between May 30th through June 5th. And we're just having a big party this week, man. We're celebrating the people who get it. I think we've already had over 120 people since we opened the doors already get their Paradise Packs. So we're celebrating them. We're doing crazy stuff. We're doing Q&As. We're doing all types of awesome, fun stuff because it really is a celebration. And people who are getting this will be changing their lives. And and we couldn't be more excited to be a part of that. Yeah, it's... It's one of the best weeks of the year. We um, we get so psyched during this week because it takes us so long to put this together. And I'm always amazed that these uh, these amazing contributors, these experts, um, actually agree to to put this all together. And and I know that the people we have in this are are really their hearts behind it. Like they want to help people do this, like we do. And so they they participate in this project. And um, it's it's just an incredible thing. And we've got an incredible pack this year. So check it out, theparadisepack.com. And um, you can certainly head over there. And like Travis said, it's here for a week, then it's gone forever. Um, that's it. We can only do it once a year. And this year, um, if you're listening to this right now, the sale ends June 5th, 2017. So be on the lookout and uh, just check it out if you got some time. Treff, um had a blast recording our first live podcast here. Um, this was a lot of fun, man. We got to do this again. If all of you are enjoying this out there and you want us to start just live streaming these podcasts for the heck of it, let us know. And um, we're going to stick around and answer any questions if anybody has any. But um, we're going to formally end the Location Indie podcast right now. If you were listening in podcast world, thank you so much for your time. And um, we look forward to chatting with you soon. Peace.